Okay, so we're back. This is Jacob. We're here with Branson yet again. Another fun-filled adventure with my boy Branson. Oh, I'm super excited. Yeah, I can tell you are. <laughs> my nipples could cut glass. Um, so anyway, don't know who let that laser in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he lives here. He might, he might. Uh, anyway, uh, so... Today we've got we've got a couple of different things that we're going to discuss. Um, we're going to save some some kind of goofiness towards the end. Mm-hmm. That's on purpose. Now there's going to be plenty of goofiness scattered throughout. I feel like there will be quite a bit. Yeah, I think yeah. it's an accurate statement. Right. So, uh, but first, we're going to talk about food. And uh, Branson, I, I like food. I I, I, I do too. What? It's it's something I'm um, I'm kind of addicted to. Yes, I can I agree with that. Enjoy food. Yeah, especially I think getting to the age that we're at, um, we don't have anything left. Is that what it is? There's, there's nothing else to enjoy. No, I think we're in that in between that sweet spot where we're sure. not so old that we can't taste anything, and so buffets are delicious. <laughs> um, but we're not so young that we don't right. that we you know we can appreciate mm-hmm. something that's truly delicious, as opposed to yes. just like you know French fries every night. And so I do love French fries though. I I do as well. Uh, you know onion rings don't even oh, get me started. Don't even, no. Yeah. yeah. So you had some you had uh, something an experience that you you wanted to share about. Okay. Food. So yeah, I I was um I was trying to figure out what to cook for supper. You know one night. I wanted something, something good, something different, something you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, in my mind, just popped the lobster roll. Right? I don't know if anybody's ever, you know, had the lobster. I've never eaten a lobster roll. I don't have any idea what a lobster roll tastes like. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I imagine it's it's pretty good, you know, on some levels, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was kind of the inspiration for what what I conjured in my brain right so so I decided to take um, some just like boneless skinless chicken thighs mm-hmm. and I you know I seasoned them really well and then put them on a grill and I grilled them for a little while right I, I don't remember exactly how long it was just till they were pretty close to being done then I brought them in and cut them in cubes mm-hmm. you know kind of like you would kind of like what looks like a lo- I've seen lobster rolls on TV right but I don't know anything about them well then, when I cut them and put, I put them in like a, like a glass, you know, pan, and put them in the oven for about ten minutes, and then pulled them out, and then put barbecue sauce on them, and mm. then kind of tossed them with some tongs, right? You know, yeah. Put them back in the oven for about another five minutes, and then when I pulled them out, I served that on. I made like a, I used these uh the the King's Hawaiian sweet rolls. Mm-hmm. Those things yeah. are fantastic. Yes, they are. Oh my King's Hawaiian. If you if you decide you want to sponsor us by sending us thousands of packs of King's Hawaiian, uh please do. I'll get Thank you my you. address. Thank you in advance, King's right. Hawaiian. Oh my goodness. I could eat I could eat my weight in King's Hawaiian. Yes, I have eaten my weight in King's yeah, Hawaiian. I probably have too. Yeah, you're right. But no but no, uh, I would take you know, they're the dinner rolls. I used the mm-hmm. dinner rolls and so they're small. Right. But but we, but I pulled them out and left them stuck together, like two of them stuck together, and made like a longer nice, piece yeah. of bread. Yeah, and then just opened it up and and uh, and put that chicken in there with it, right? And put a little mayonnaise on it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to put a little extra barbecue sauce or whatever yeah. you want to, yeah, put it in there and and eat it like you know, just like piled up, not just like a few pieces, yeah, but like piled it up, right? And it was really good. Anyway, turned out to be a really good, 
really good food, and uh, I, it's going to be it's going to be on the list of things I do on a regular basis because it was really really good. Isn't it funny how? I mean, we're not exactly spring chickens. So I'll speak for myself here. I mean, you're you're very young. Thank you. Uh, not an age. 26, but, uh, 27, fit, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, at this age that you can try things, because, I mean, we've all had chicken a mm-hmm. thousand times, sure. you know, in 15, 20 different ways, mm-hmm. but that you can find something and it be new to you mm-hmm. yeah. and, and be like a, a just an amazing discovery. Yeah, well, that was the thing. And I think it was the combination of everything together just made it made it really, really good. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed it. So anyway, that's the that's the loose recipe um, for uh you know for four easy monthly installments of nineteen ninety ninety five a piece. Uh, you too, the listener, can uh, get the full recipe, guaranteed to be delicious and yeah. And I believe uh, I believe for a thousand bucks a piece, they can come and sit in your kitchen and you will uh, make it and eat it in front of them. Oh, I will do that. Yeah. I, Probably for less than a thousand dollars, if you you know if you talk me down, that's I'll probably do it for less than a thousand dollars. Good old Branson, everything's for sale. That's everything. That's what what I've always loved about you. Everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm. It, look, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of anything that's easy and delicious because there's so many things that aren't. Mm-hmm. Like I hate seeing something that looks delicious and then you pull up the recipe and it's like two hours of prep. Oh yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. The way I eat, I mean, if it takes two hours to make it, that means less than 10%, maybe even less than 1% right. is going to be spent on the time I actually eat it. Right. So if we can cut that down and make that ratio a little, you know, uh, a little more simpatico. I'm all about quick, easy, delicious. Yes. That's what I'm about. Yes. That brings me to my next thing. Okay. Have you ever experienced the world of the air fryer? Have you done this? Now, it's funny you mention this. I was just talking to a friend the other day, and he was talking about his air fryer. And like a month ago, my sister, who just recently moved, she was talking about her air fryer. And I was like, what is going on? Have I, I guess I'm missing out on a trend here. The air fryer is super easy. Okay. That, you know, there's a lot of benefits of the, uh, you know, using the air fryer. Less grease, right? You, you're... Mm-hmm. you're Basically, you fry things, and it's not really frying. It's almost like it's like convection cooking. Okay, right? yeah. Uh, but you you get the fried taste of things. Like I, I, I do chicken wings in the air fryer. I recently bought one. Really? I do chicken wings in the air fryer. It's super easy. Yeah, you can even do. I mean, you can even buy like a bag of you know just the frozen chicken wings and thaw out what you need. And I think the model I got will do something like thirty chicken wings. Wow. In it, yeah. And then when you're done. There's like almost no cleanup. It's uh, it's really, really easy. That was so does that work? Because see, here's my thing. Like I love, like we talked about, I love French fries. Uh, I love onion rings. But when you try to make those things at home, like I remember like in my first marriage, we had a fry daddy and I hated that thing. Right. Yeah. Because you drag it out, you mm-hmm. fry the stuff. And then you got to hurry up and eat it. Well, then you eat it and it's delicious. But then you got the mess of that grease there's no grease yeah. with the air fryer. There, wow. There's literally no grease. The tray that you put the food in, right? You have to wash that. And there's, sure, yeah. you know, there's some, you know, the some of the stuff that cooks the out of moisture it. Moisture and things that cook out of it. Yeah, right. But, but as far as like the grease, it's not there. Wow. It's just not there. And it's uh, and and everything that I've, uh, you know, heard and you know what little bit of research I've done. I mean, 
once once I decide that the food is delicious that comes out of it, I mm. quit doing the research. I don't right. care. Anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Health benefits go out the window. I don't care. So I mean, we'll we'll find out later that frying air actually causes you know. Yes. Uh, swollen testicles or something. Yes. That's, yes. that's probably your problem. But. Well, what's the opposite of swollen? Shrilled. Shrunken, shrilled and shrunken testicles. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty uh, sure California it does raisins. That. I'm pretty sure it does that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, look. No. I'm just, oh, you're wow. <laughs> you're right. Why? Why is one shriveled and the other swollen? That's. Well, I only eat half the chicken wings that I'm. <laughs> right. Required. Right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so I'm going to have to check into this air fryer because yeah. my sister was saying, I think hers has like some kind of rotisserie attachment. Oh, some that's strange. A cool one. Yeah. yeah, and so she that. put like a whole chicken in one and she said that it came out like the skin was crispy. Wow. And I'm like, this does not sound, you know, because a lot of the gimmicky things that you buy, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I got the ninja this and I got, you know, yeah. a lot of this stuff is, it's only halfway decent. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was impressed. I've always wanted to try it, and uh, I just just uh, you know threw it out there. We were you know we were in the store one day, and I said I've been wanting an air fryer for a while. Let's put it in the put it in the buggy and move on. So we did. Bought it, brought it home, and uh, and actually I, I bought it just for doing chicken wings because I really really yeah. love chicken wings, and sure. it's paid for itself well, with just chicken wings. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh it's really good. That's a new new development in the world of food for me. Well, you know, I'm always excited to hear about your experiments because you experiment with just about everything, especially back in your college days. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not, we were no, talking about food. Let's, let's, yes. We were talking about food. Right, though, right? yeah. Uh, uh, right. I just wanted to throw that out there for our listeners that uh, Branson yeah. is a wild man. College days were dark, dark times. Yes, sir. So, <clears throat> so food, yes, there's going to be a lot of that in this show. I'll be honest with you. Because you and I both love food. Oh, I do. Uh, we both love finding cool places or cool things that mm-hmm. are not the norm uh, and sharing that. And uh, for those of you, for our first-time listeners. Uh, now, I think uh, everybody's a first-time listener uh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, right? they probably are because this is only like episode two. But uh, for those of you that listen, at some point when we actually go legit and we have like a Facebook page or Twitter or whatever it is. I think it's Tweeter. Tweeter. It? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Twitter. Feel free to let us in on some of these foodie secrets. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because if we're going to network, it should be about something delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't want to miss out on something. For real. Yeah. That's one of the worst things is you find out that people around you have been eating delicious things that you never knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, so please, you know, share with us. Well, and there's a difference in not knowing and it being purposely withheld. Yes. And I feel like that's, you know, if somebody, if I don't know about something, I feel like somebody's kept that from me and yeah, I get, I get yeah. offended. So. Well, you know, being from the South, I remember being like 12 years old and going to a friend's house, uh, someone you're related to, and uh, they had, they were like, hey, do you want some uh, chips and Rotel? And I was like, some, huh? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, uh, chips and, and Rotel. And I was like, what is Rotel? And they're like, you know, it's a... You take the Rotel peppers and you mix it with like Velveeta or yeah. cheese. I had never had it. It's so good. And and the way they talked about it, it was ubiquitous. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And I'm eating it and I'm like, what is what is happening in my mouth right now? It's like, you know? And that way, and I'm talking times about have you said that in your life? A, a lot. But this was specifically okay. about the food, not yeah. the after party. Right. Uh, and I just remember going home and I was like, Mom, Dad, you have failed me. 
because I tried Rotel. And then I felt like a moron because they were like, oh, you're talking about like the peppers and the cheese? Yeah, they, yeah, they knew. And I was like, what in the they purposely H-E-double hockey sticks it. is going no, on in here? They purposely withheld that. For real. That's and abuse. So, That's child abuse. It is. And, and it made me look like even more of a moron while I was sitting over there eating the cheese and Rotel peppers and making yeah, Get it all over your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what were Rotel peppers? Oh, these are so good. Oh, my gosh. Get your all you know, I thought you were on save a some, diet. Save some <laughs> with the rest of us. <laughs> yes, sir. <clears throat> so anyway, so yes, food, food will come up from time to time. I love a good food. Yes, sir. I love a good food. We try not to eat it uh, in here in the studio because these mics don't go well with uh, cheese, I'm finding. Uh, <laughs> this is what our third set. Anyway, it's right. not important. No, not important. So uh, moving on. Okay. I think... We can admit the two of us and most most of our uh, you know common sense listeners that the world we live in is a little crazy right now. I think we can. I think everybody could admit that. Yeah, and and the truth is, it doesn't matter which side you're on mm-hmm. because the other side, if you're if you're way to one side, the other side seems crazy. Right. And if you're you know kind of towards the middle, the two sides seem crazy. Uh, you know, so right now, you know, we just <laughs> recently had an election. Which was very interesting to watch. Uh, definitely interesting. Um, there are people still... Suspiciously interesting. Yes. There are still some very rabid uh, feelings going across from both sides about how that election went down. Yep. Um, you know, I guess one day we'll find out the whole truth, but it probably won't happen here. Right. Uh, so anyway, so now... And this, th- I think this happens anytime there's a change in leadership. And I noticed this, you know, I was a missionary, you were a missionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a change in leadership while I was, you know, in my mission. And the difference between the two leaders, even though they were very similar in some of their goals or what they said they wanted to happen, right. they carried it out very differently. And I think we're seeing that to the extreme uh, during this current year of 2021. Sure. And so, what? What? Uh, how do you feel about our current situation? What things are kind of are there things that are annoying you about this? Are you there's, handling it okay? There's a, there's a lot of things that just kind of annoy me. Um, I feel like, and you know, not to get just overly political, but I mean that's what you know that's what we're talking about, but not to get overly, you know, opinionated on it. But I feel like we're living in Disney World sometimes that's you know just the the silly things that mm-hmm. are talked about the silly things that are that are issues the things that are you know and I was actually I went to the uh, went to the doctor today had a, a doctor's appointment uh, and for all of all of you out there in you know podcast land that are concerned I got a clean bill of health I was told that I have really good genetics which is something I've been telling people for a long time that yes you have superior genetics plays a large part in you know you tell how, everybody how I wonderful i am yeah, yeah. anybody that will listen yeah but i, I had an opportunity to talk to a uh, a gentleman sitting in the in the lobby uh of the the little for the waiting area there and you know we we talked about you know kind of the same stuff political climate and you know how how things are are going there it's it's there's a lot of people out there who really feel the same way that it's just it's just silly mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is just silly yeah, and I've, you know the the idea that 
Well, let me let me back up just a little bit, and I, and I feel like what we're fed as far as you know how things are going in you know as far as our nation and and things like I feel like a lot of the things that were fed by the media are not accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's putting it mildly. I think. They report you know they report civil unrest and they report that everybody's pissed off and everybody's mad about this and everybody's you know there's going to be riots all over the country i'm out and about you're Mm -hmm. out and about yeah and you correct me if i'm wrong if you see it you tell me but i don't see that i don't see i don't see this massive racial divide yeah that we're we're constantly being told is there i don't see that I, i feel like everybody is just trying to do their thing yeah. Well, I think, you know, and it's it's one of the things growing up being from Mississippi, I used to think, you know, and especially once I'd gone and lived other places, it was like, man, Mississippi is so behind the times. Right. And at the time, it was a negative thing. But now as I get older, I'm actually kind of glad because here it's like most people are, are trying to do the best that they can. Sure. Um, and, you know, a lot of us are having to, you know, go to work and, you know, do the usual stuff. And we just don't have time for all of the bull crap and the, you know, the hurt feelings. I kind of feel like, you know, if more people were actually going to work or trying to do something productive, they wouldn't have time to sit around and play victims. Sure. But victimhood is a huge thing now. Oh, it's like, oh, we need huge. to celebrate that you're a victim, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you need to talk about it incessantly as opposed to the old uh, idea that, hey, you need to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. No one can stop you but you exactly. from being whatever you want to be. Exactly. Which, you know, is how many people in this country have become great. Now it, we're all about who wronged you mm-hmm. and why did that stop everything in your life? And this, this is a, this is calculated by the government and perpetuated by the media. This is, uh, it's, I don't know if you, did you read the, did you read the article about uh, Charles Barkley the other day? His comments? I think I did. Uh, on, uh, yeah, I think he was, it was uh, one of the final four games, whatever. And he, and he talked about, and I, I was very impressed with, you know, what he said, but he talked about the idea that the government goes out of their way to divide people. Yeah. To divide black folks, white folks, poor folks. People, you know, rich mm-hmm. folks, yeah. people who have the have educated, the uneducated, educated, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, what happens is, is you you make this huge division between, say, people who are who are very wealthy and people who are very very poor, and then in the middle, you just scramble up the middle class, yeah. And and they're the ones who really really suffer, the right. people in the middle class. And <clears throat> but his comments were were to the tune of. Because we are stupid as a society, as a population, we follow this stuff. Yeah. And I, I was very impressed with, with his, you know, not, not just his comments, but his willingness to share those comments and those opinions. Because they're, they're, those, are not, those are not popular opinions. Right. And you, and you would not think, coming from him, his demographic, being a, you know, being a, a, wealthy, a wealthy black man who played basketball and was, you know, at the, at the, yeah, the, upper, the upper echelon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it, it, that, that upper level of his, his sport. A true professional, yeah. Yeah, you, wouldn't, you would not think, based on the way society is today and the things that you're hearing reported by the news, you would not think someone like him would report things that way. Yeah. But I think, I think we're, 
as far as the nation's concerned as a, as a whole, the political climate is is grossly inadequate. Yeah. I mean, inaccurate, excuse me. Yeah. It's grossly inaccurate, and I think it's all perpetuated by the media. I was thinking the other day, <clears throat> there's got to be some sort of term to describe that, and I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't find anything that, you know, that would accurately describe it. But what kept popping in my head was population abuse. Yeah. The media is engaging in population abuse. Yeah, I think it goes back to that old term of propaganda. Well, it absolutely is. You know, it's like like you saw in, in wartime around World War One and World War Two. It was like, well, get out on the bullhorn yep. and tell them, hey, we've got warm blankets. You know, we got this. You guys don't have this. Mm-hmm. Your your people at home hate you. It was like so so much disinformation that you lose all confidence. Absolutely. And you maybe just give up. Well, you know, in, in World War Two in Nazi Germany, uh, Adolf Hitler appointed. Uh, I believe his first name was Joseph. Joseph Goebbels, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of heard of him. They appointed him as the uh, director or uh, minister of a organization called the Ministry of Propaganda and Public Enlightenment. Wow! That was that was the that was the propaganda machine. That was the media machine of mm-hmm. Nazi Germany. Yeah, and you know, in the in the early stages of Nazi Germany everything that the media decided it needed to be reported had to go through the government right everything right. had to be approved yeah. but then as time progressed as the government took more control then it was people don't get to decide what gets reported and ask permission it's the government tells you what to report mm-hmm. and it worries me sometimes that we're we're in a situation where you know the 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 media as a whole, right? There are some outlets out there who, who still report facts. They don't editorialize as much as others. But it worries me sometimes that we, we do have these media outlets who basically are the the almost like a militant arm yeah. of the government. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and I and it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day. You know, with globalization and uh, you know, the the having the the interwebs and <laughs> right. all of the right. all the technology where we get information we get it too quickly very quickly. It, it's it's just too fast mm-hmm. um and because of it uh I, th- I think it's done us a disservice where now we're having to find our community again sure you know uh and it's funny coming from mississippi because i you know you talk to people and they go oh you're from mississippi where you know mm-hmm. we know what your history is and yeah but the truth is, is I find myself closer to most people here, regardless of uh, color, regardless of what kind of money they make, mm-hmm. that I can talk to pretty much anybody here. We can have a good conversation, and they're going to be decent people who are trying yes. to work hard. Yes. Um, and, and so I think it's like we're trying to make the world small again so that we can have some peace and some trust in the people around us. Yep. Uh, but, I, but I think you're right. I think there are some dark forces that are using um you know using the media in a way that's uh i'll be honest i don't i don't watch network news anymore um i kind of decide what i'm going to read because i found if you just leave it's kind of like just leaving your front door open absolutely anybody can walk in Mm -hmm. and network tv it's like well you're just letting them come in your home and convince you of things where now i want to pick and choose what i read and where i get it from 
And so I did see that story from Charles Barkley, and I remember reading the headline and thinking, you know, that's just good. That's just some good old common sense. That's what it is. He's just calling it like it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heaven bless him for doing it because nowadays, I mean, you could, you could lose your job. They could, you know, the cancel culture, they could oh, chase absolutely. you out of business. Absolutely. Uh, I, have a, I have kind of a um, uh, maybe an interesting, uh, interesting perspective on, on that kind of thing because I, uh, yeah, as a teacher and the, the capacity that I teach in and the, and the facility that I teach in, I am, you know, uh, in charge of the education component on our, our psych unit, our adolescent psych unit mm-hmm. at the hospital I teach at. And, uh, and I kind of feel like I have a, a captive audience, whether that's, whether that's positive or negative, I have a captive right. audience. They're, they're not going anywhere for a few days. And so, you know, we talk about a lot of different things, right? Sure. Uh, well, one of the things that I really enjoy talking about, and I, you know, I, as far as just my, my education and, you know, kind of part of the reason that I wanted to, wanted to become a teacher is because I, I enjoy talking about history, right? And I enjoy, you talk about history on many different levels, and sure, I think yeah. that's one of the things that really, really it draws you to about that. everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can talk about history of the universe all the way down to the history of Branson or Jacob, right? Yeah. And that's when it really gets interesting to me is, you know, the history of me, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. the things that have happened along the way before I even showed up yeah. that put me in this spot, right? That's always interesting to me. But one of the things I really enjoy talking about is American history. Early American history, when when these you know the 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 Declaration of Independence, you know when when that happened, things that surrounded that, and how that happened, and why it happened, and you know the idea that the idea that, that you know that Declaration of Independence was a was a giant middle finger to right. to Great Britain, yeah, to the establishment. Yeah. yeah, you're not the boss of us anymore. That's it, right? But also talk about the Constitution, and I uh, the Constitution of the United States of America is a, uh, and I tell the, my students all the time. It's probably the most influential document that's ever been created by mortal hands, right? Other than other than uh, you know your whatever religious text sure, that you yeah. choose, to, yeah. You, know, you take that into account, but but uh, you know we talk about how influential it was and how important it is to to have that. But my my idea of uh, studying that Constitution is not studying just a snapshot version. You have to study the 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 extended play long cut version mm-hmm. so that you know what happened prior to and what happened, you know, yeah, the after. why. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything, everything is, you know, things happen because of what happened before. And yeah. then you got to understand to truly understand it. You got to see what happened afterward. But, but, uh, but we also go through the, uh, as bill of rights, we'll go through the amendments focusing on the first amendment, right? Because that's, you know, those things are, some of the most important things that are in there, right? Mm-hmm. As far as the, the original Ten Amendments, right? Those things are the, truly the things that our founding fathers thought that God gave us, yeah. right? That that you know, God, God, God Himself, yeah, yeah, God Himself told us that these are the things that we should have as human beings and as Americans, and so we talk about those things. And also, I, I relate the Constitution, the 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 Bill of Rights, and the other amendments, all twenty seven amendments. I I kind of equate that to like a like a car warranty. If you go buy a car and you have a warranty on that, because you buy a brand new car, you have a warranty on that sure, car. Yeah. If you don't know what's in that warranty, right, you can't take advantage of the warranty, yeah. right? If you're, you know, if you, your, your drive shaft falls out or your transmission messes up and you don't know that that transmission's covered, you can't have it fixed by the, by the, uh, by the manufacturer. So, 
you know, that's kind of the same thing. So we go very, very slowly through this thing and, and, and make sure that we know and understand what each one of these freedom of, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, mm-hmm. peaceably assemble to, you know, petition the government for redress of grievances. And then even to the Second Amendment, which is, you know, super important to maintaining freedom and liberty in, in the right. United States. Sure. But, and this is kind of the point I was getting to, but I always tell them, and I, and I report things the way they are historically, facts, right? I try not to, you know, give a whole lot of opinions. Right. If they ask Let my Let them opinion, draw their own yeah, conclusions. Yeah. But I always tell them, at the end of whatever we're talking about, I always tell them, do not take my word for it. Do not go home and say, oh, well, you know, Mr. B, that's what they call him, Mr. B. Don't go home and, and tell everybody, well, Mr. B said so, so it's got to be true. Don't do that. Yeah. Go home and do the research. Yeah. And that's what people in our country right now are not doing. Nobody's yeah. doing the research. Everybody yeah. is clicking Making on the flash judgments. Clicking on the Facebook and yeah. you know, whatever they click on that or, you know, the Twitter we talked about. They they click on these things and just read it and take it for face value. And and that is how we're we allow ourselves to be abused. Mm-hmm. We allow ourselves as a population to be abused by the media. That's yeah. where that population abuse comes from. Yeah. And and there's nobody to check that because we have that freedom of the press. Nobody can say, according to the Constitution, nobody can say you can't report that. Sure, yeah. The government can't say it. Nobody can say it. Right. So, you know, that's where the population abuse kind of comes from. And it's, you know, that's, uh, that, that political climate, uh, that part of the political climate is, is very disturbing, very concerning to me. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, you spoke of freedoms that we have thanks to the Constitution. And one of the freedoms that I enjoy on this show is the freedom to do really goofy stuff at the end of a segment. So one of the things we're going to do is our, our little WIRE segment, WIRE uh, being an acronym for uh, Would You Rather. Oh, I love Would You Rather. Yeah, this, this was, yes. uh, uh, you know, not Which your complete, creation. Now, now, let's make sure that everybody understands that Would You Rather is a completely different game than Would You. Right. Right. Let's yes. make sure. We're not playing would you. Right. We're playing would you rather. Right. So we are going to, I haven't I haven't seen what you chose for would you rather. You haven't seen what I chose. Right. So uh, why don't you start with would you rather, what your question is, and uh, then then I'll do mine, and we'll see how, how the response goes. Okay. Now this was kind of deep. Okay. okay. Kind of deep. It may hit you on the, in the feels, right? Okay. Okay. So the question is. Would you rather know when you are going to die or how you are going to die? Now, you can't change the time or method of your death, but would you rather know when or how you're going to die? That's a deep one. I think I'd rather know when. You think so? Because here's the thing. What if it's, what if it's like just truly awful? What if it's like the worst, most painful way? I might be tempted to check out early. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I but find can, out? But can, let me let me let me read the question again because there was there was a there was the there caveat. was the clause. Yeah, yeah, that, there was the caveat. It says you can't change the time or method of your death. There's nothing you can do to change it. It's like um, you know, like the uh, the the um. Oh, what is it? The the box theory for time travel, right? Or right. It is, yeah. It's you know nothing you can do changes that outcome. Right. Right. You're so going to end up there. Okay. I'm going to go with when. I'd rather know when. You'd rather know when. Here's the thing. I think that's kind of a gift. Okay. 
Okay. Because I'm a I'm a procrastinator. All right. And <laughs> this this life is hard enough. But if I knew I had another good 40, 45 years, that would take a lot of stress off of me. I'd be like, yeah, I can get to that See, in I, a couple of decades. I don't know. I, if somebody told me you've got 45 more years to live, I would be really disappointed, I think. Well, you know, the other side of that coin is what if they said you've got 40 hours to live? It's like, okay, I've got some, I got some living to do. Uh, so I read a National Geographic article uh-huh. a little while back. It's, it's been a couple, three years ago or whatever. And it was about it was about advances in medical technology. Mm-hmm. And it said in there that the first human being to live to be like 125 years old right. plus has been born and is on Earth today, is alive. They feel like that's how we're, how close we are to getting, you know, wow, that we'll to be able really to extend, extend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I thought, wow, that's really cool. But the second thought I had was, holy crap, I hope it's not me. Yeah, for real. And and we've talked about this before. Yeah. And I've always said, I have a hard and fast rule for how long I want to live. Right. Uh, if it gets to a point where every time I sneeze, I crap my pants, I'm at that point where my quality of life has now degraded. And... And I'm hoping that's that's still a good twenty years off. I, when you get to that point, I hope you'll hang around a little bit longer because a that bit will longer. be hilarious. It will. It'll provide entertainment for other people. It'll yeah. be awful for me. Right, right. But I don't want to live forty years where I'm blowing out my my giant adult diapers <laughs> everywhere I, I go. To, do you remember Jim Brewer? Yes, the comedian. Jim oh Brewer? yes, hilarious so, man. By so the way. I was listening to Jim Brewer the other day, and he was talking about, and I think he, I think he wrote a book about it. I think. It, Anyway, he was talking about his father. His father passed away, but you know, the last few years of his life and taking care of him, and he was in bad health. And but he tried to, he tried to, you know, be part of his life. Sure, right? yeah. Take him places whenever he would travel. He would take him with him. And so he talked about a particular uh, instance where he was. They were in the airport, and his father, being old, and you know, he was sure, incontinent. Yeah. He crapped himself on the airplane. Wow. And so they. They had to get off the airplane at the, you know, it was it was as they were getting to the airport. They had to get off the airplane. He had to take him in the airport bathroom and get him cleaned up, right? Uh-huh. And he said, I, he said, I didn't mind doing that, but he said I was kind of frustrated. Yes, I was fussing a little bit, and he said, he said his dad looked at him and he said he had the most pitiful look on his face, and he said, "You're never going to take me any place, are you?" And he said, I responded to him. Yeah, I'll take you. I'm just not going to feed you before we go. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, you're going to do some fasting. I, I laughed my tail off. That was so funny. But, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. How or when, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, I, so yeah. my question is almost as monumental as that okay, one. Okay, all right. Although not at all because I'm kind of a child. Okay. okay, you are a child. I am a child. It's true. So let's see here. I've got it pulled up. Okay, so would you rather mm-hmm. brush your teeth with clean toilet water from your own toilet or drop your phone in a porta potty? I would rather, uh, this is easy, super easy. Okay. I would rather brush my teeth with toilet water from my toilet. You know what? I agree with you 100% here. I think this is an easy call because let's be honest, porta potties are like, I'm not even sure how to describe. Yeah. Because I've used a couple of porta potties and I had no respect for them. Right. It's like the lowest level bathroom besides oh, digging a hole. They're terrible. Yeah. And so people just naturally destroy them. The worst part of a portable toilet like that is 
it is so hot. Yes. I don't care what time of year it is. It is so hot. You sweat so bad. I'm pretty sure that porta potties were invented by Satan. It was I like, how so. can we create an oven and a add a tiny two and a half matter. by two and a half hell on earth? Let's sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Something that the sunlight comes shining through that heats to 150 degrees yes. and smells like human excrement. Yes. That I'm pretty it. sure that's like the first layer of hell. That right is there. it. Um, so I'm I'm with you. I would much rather because it's like it didn't say if the toilet was flushed or not. I'm gonna assume it is because it's in my house and we flush toilets here. It's kind of a sure. rule. It's kind of a rule. It's, uh, it's empirical. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it's a universal rule in the house. And I try really hard to keep a clean toilet. That's something that is is important to me. It is. So I could, and I'm not saying every day. I'm not saying any random day. You could point to a day on the calendar, and it would be better for me to brush my teeth with that water. Yeah. But, but there are days. There are days when I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. much better than the porta potty. Oh yeah, anything yeah, better yeah. than the porta potty. Porta toilets are gross. Yeah, if you said, would you rather brush your teeth with toilet water from your own toilet or stay in this porta potty for an hour? I'm brushing my teeth. Oh yeah, brushing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll deal with that. I'll hit the mouthwash later. Loving it. Loving well, it. I think I think we've uh, we ended at the highest point. I think we did too. The wire, really uh, highbrow stuff. Yeah, it is. Really it is. It's it's like it's for the intelligent uh, group. <laughs> it's cerebral. Yeah, is all what that other stuff yeah. was for yeah, yeah. morons in our in our listening yeah. audience. All you people out there who are idiots, just uh, you know, you can unplug now. So. That's it. Well, we're gonna bring this one to a close, but we'll come back at you here soon. Absolutely.